everyone, I am Ivaiwa, and this is Thing for Thought, a podcast where you and I bond over our love of all things Fae, while I share with you my thoughts about some of our favorite fantasy TV shows. If you have listened to the last episode, you probably know that right now we are watching and reviewing the last season of Vikings which is why we have this great new intro and outro music that matches the theme of this TV show. Just to let you know before I start with this episode, it will be a little bit short. I mean, even the last episode was like 30 minutes long and it was about two episodes, so 15 minutes per episode, I guess. This will kind of be the same because I just want to keep up with the show and to release a podcast episode a couple of days after the actual episode of Vikings has aired. And next week we are going to be celebrating Christmas and while I am recording this episode it is Thursday but I am not recording about episode 4 that just aired. I am recording about episode 3 because I haven't made a podcast recording about it. So I want to make this one rather quickly and to release it rather quickly so that I can move on quickly to episode 4 and be done for this week so that I am not stressing over this while I am trying to celebrate with my family. So let's get into the episode. This episode begins with with Harold listening to King Olaf's weird monologue while he is trying to eat. So apparently Olaf likes an audience while he talks about stuff that nobody understands. So he has invited Harold to a hot meal, which is not something that Harold has eaten for the last, I don't know, months. How long has he been there? Do we know how long he has been there? It seems like a lot of time, by the looks of him. So King Olaf is going on and on and on, and you can see on Harold's face that he is so not interested in whatever this guy is talking about. He just wants to eat in peace, but he doesn't have a choice, so he sucks it up and continues to eat, probably trying to ignore him in his mind. Meanwhile, in Kattegat, Bjorn is being hit on by that servant girl again. I learned her name this time because I assume we are going to see a lot of her in the next couple of episodes. Probably in all of the episodes till the end of the season, we are going to see her and I do not care about her. I do not care about her at all. This whole storyline seems so unnecessary to me because, like I said, this is the last season and a lot of things need to happen in order for the show to have a proper ending and it seems like we are wasting screen time with this Ingrid, that's her name, and her obsession with Bjorn. So she is trying to seduce Bjorn by claiming that sleeping with her will bring him luck and good fortune. She also tells to him to not deny the gods. Apparently, Sleeping with her is what the gods want. And this is like, this is such a straight guy pick-up line. I can just see it in my mind. Like a straight guy in a bar hits on a girl 
and goes like, hey baby, <clears throat> hey girl, let me buy you a drink, it will bring you luck and good fortune, you know, don't deny the cats, babe. I have a ridiculous sweet guy voice, I know. So after denying her for a little bit, he finally sleeps with her, of course, what a surprise, again, why are we wasting time on this, I don't know. And while Bjorn is getting it on, Fitzirk keeps having these visions of dead people, of his mother, of Tora that was burned by Ivor. And by the way, I know this is a traumatic scene, but I gotta say, the makeup that they have done on this actress to make her look this burned is actually great. The makeup artist in me is fascinated by the work that the makeup artists on the show have done so far. Fitzirk is also having visions of Ivor. He keeps seeing him everywhere. And at this point I am wondering, is this actual PTSD that he is experiencing? Or are those actual visions? Is it something in the in between. Like I said in the previous episode, I feel like the writers may be setting Fitzirk up as the new seer or something like this, or they are just screwing with him. I don't know. Back in Wagertus village, Uwe, Torvi and Torvi's children are visiting her and Wagerta is insisting that Torvi leaves her children with her while they are off to Kattegat and then off to Iceland so that Wagerta can take proper care of them. She believes that with her in this place they will be absolutely safe. In the first two episodes, by the way, we have seen Lagerta interacting with these children a lot and it is probably the times when we have seen Lagerta being her most happy self. And at this point I feel like the writers are setting us up for something, showing Lagerta and Doris' children spending so much time with her and she being happy to spend time with them. We will talk a little bit more about this in the next episode. So Torvi decides to do this, to leave her children with Lagerta. Then she and Ube are back to Kattegat, where Ube takes the throne as a steward and addresses the people, shares with them some of his plans for Kattegat and that he wants to send Hwitzirk on a trading mission along the Silk Road. And everyone watching, including me, goes, Oh no, don't send him there. Are you dumb? Poor Hwitzirk. This is the last thing that he needs to just travel along the Silk Road and suddenly to see Ivor there with a brand new army and a brand new psychopath friend. That would be the end of him. So I hope this doesn't happen. Please don't let that happen. By the way, Wagerta has some neighbors that are mostly women with older men and children, so mostly defenseless people that get attacked and raped by, I am guessing, the outlaws that Bjorn sent there, basically. After this horrible event, these people are asking Lagerta for her help 
they know that she is a famous shield maiden. Some of them have seen her in action. And to them, she is the only person that can help them the next time something like this happens. So Lagertha realizes, just like Xena, by the way, like I mentioned in the previous episode, that she can't just give up her warrior way. All of the skill that she has shouldn't be wasted. But this time, she won't be the one that is doing the pillaging and raping and so on. This time, she will be the one that defends the innocent people who can't fight for themselves, just like Xena. So Bjorn is on his way to rescue Harold, believing that he has the element of surprise by his side. His plan is to swim in towards Olaf's shore at night, believing that no one will see him. What he doesn't know is that Olaf has placed oil on the water, sets it aflame, as they are in the water, Bjorn and his men are terrified, trying to retreat, but archers await them and set another barrier aflame, so most of them are trapped. And by the way, in an article on Forbes, I read that this scene is very similar to the Battle of the Blackwater in Game of Thrones, and before that, and to be honest, watching the episode, I did not think of this at all, but when I read the article and I saw that someone has already made the connection, I was like, well, damn, it truly is very, very similar. Now, before I end this episode, I have saved the best for last. And the best is Ivor's adventures in the tundra. So Ivor and Prince Oleg continue their journey with the little Prince Igor. Igor's this age when he learns a lot by observing and basically absorbs like a sponge everything that he sees. And what he sees right now is Prince Oleg being a psychopath. So he starts to learn, and I have a Xena reference for that as well. When Xena was an evil warlord, she kidnapped a royal child for ransom. And while this child spent time with her, it started to pick up on her behavior, on the way that she wrote. Then this child went on to be an adult and a psychopath that turned into a horrible ruler. Then Zina had to kill him. And I hope we are not going this way with Prince Igor. But you can clearly see how this situation is similar I mean, if you, if you have watched Xena, you can clearly see that it is similar. If you haven't watched it, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But the point is, children of this age, they pick up on everything that they see. So Igor has seen just how quickly, by force, his situation has changed. He now belongs to Oleg and not his brother, who is dead, killed by Oleg. And in his mind, he probably thinks, oh, I probably should be like Prince Oleg if I want to survive. So he starts to imitate his behavior in a way. But Oleg is not the only person that he spends time with. He spends a lot of time with Ivor. Ivor teaches him old Norse. They play games with each other. They have a much more innocent relationship. 
so to speak, or it seems innocent on the outside and innocent for Prince Igor, but probably Ivor has put a lot of thought in doing what he's doing. He probably has plans for the boy to use him in some way. Meanwhile, Oleg wants to deal with his brother again, so they make a detour and Oleg has Dia attacked and imprisoned. Later in the episode, Ivor and Prince Igor discover Dia in a cage, a chain through his cheek and mouth, bound like a dog. Igor's reaction is to laugh at him. Ivor forces himself to laugh, but he is clearly very troubled by both Igor's reaction and by what Oleg has done to his brother. At this point, Ivor is probably wondering if he can trust Oleg, if something like this might happen to him in the future. It also humanizes Ivor a little bit. We all know that Ivor is a psychopath, but Oleg is probably the bigger psychopath. And it seems like Ivor is realizing that as well. He has finally met his match. And I am very curious to see how their relationship will develop in the episodes to come. Compared to the first two episodes, not a lot of things happened in this one. But a lot of things were set up, so we will see how they will be developed till the end of the season. So like I said, this was a shorter episode, but this allows me to invest more time in the next one and to release it on time as well. Hopefully till the end of this week, the next episode about season 6, episode 4 of Vikings will be available for you to listen. So if you are listening to this, you probably know where you can find this podcast, but let me tell you just in case. You can find it on its anchor page, that is anchor.fm slash fay-4-pot. Fay is spelled F A-E. There you can find links to all of the platforms where you can listen to this podcast. Platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and so on. The Twitter profile for this podcast is at faithfulthought underscore. There is also a Facebook page where regular updates will be posted. All of the links necessary you can find on the Anchor page. For comments, questions, concerns, feel free to use the email address faithfulthought at gmail.com. My personal Twitter is ifiwa underscore and my personal Instagram is ifiwa underscore g. That is for today. Bye guys!